Welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where Bachelor superfans and sisters, Alex and Sarah, discuss all things Bachelor Nation, typically with a glass of rosé in hand, our two true passions. So sit back with us, sip rosé with us, and enjoy the journey with us. Welcome back, everyone, and surprise, because I know that we weren't supposed to be back until later in July, but we have good reason. Alex, if you want to take it away? I mean, try the best reason. Um, We are so freaking excited because we have another amazing guest from our new favorite show, Labor of Love. You can see him every Thursday at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central on Fox. Please welcome one of Christy Catman's top three studs and TTVP fave, Stuart Gill. Yay. That's yeah. the greatest hype intro ever. So much pressure, <laughs> but okay. Happy to be here. Um, I'm not going to add to the pressure, but you're also our mother's favorite. So, <laughs> you know, I've been told that I poll very well in the over 55 demographic. So, yeah, it's good. yeah definitely checks out she is maybe even more excited uh texting us all day all morning (laughs) okay i mean you you go ahead and tell her (laughs) hi moms you know (laughs) hey mom how you doing uh if i met in person i'd probably bring some flowers i'd be very present with you you raise such amazing daughters. They just they effervesce with talent, and intelligence, and beauty. And that's a reflection of who you are. Oh my God, Stuart, you're in. <laughs> How does Christy? She better pick you. Um, <laughs> we don't know yet. Um, so we, well, first of all, how are you? How are you doing now that the show is on the air? How are you feeling being a reality star these days? Well, star, that's that's up to your mom to decide that. But I am so happy. You know, the show in and of itself was an amazing experience. And I tell people, even if it never came out, I grew and I learned so much about myself, who I want to be for the world, for Christy and as a father. And then now coming out is just an added bonus. You get to see yourself on television. I get to share it with my mom. She gets to see myself on television. And she actually makes an appearance. So I'm beaming. Your mom is so cute. Um, that is one of my favorite things about the show is getting to see the families. I, and, you know, for, I think there's been some friends too. It's just, I, it's such a special, just like a deeper look into who everyone is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It really gives a lot of insight and context into who these people are in the show in a way that I haven't really seen on TV before. Um, what made you decide to go on the show? I mean, you know, besides pleasing the mothers of, you know, America. <laughs> Besides the fact of me being, being 40 and single and just can't find somebody to love me and hug me and build a relationship. You know, like, <laughs> Besides that, no, actually, I, I said no multiple times. Um, I was single at the time, of course, and I was on a dating app like most of our generation and swiping right, and I connected with a young lady on there, and she's like, hey, I'm not interested in you, but I'm a casting director. Would you ever do a reality show? I said. That's how they find you guys? 
I can't speak to everybody, but just we're talking about me. Let's keep this over yeah. here with me. We're talking about me. I'm the focus <laughs> on the podcast, okay? So it was, you know, would you ever do a reality show? I said no. And she's like, exactly who we're looking for. I'm like, ah, good sales pitch. And I said no multiple times, but I have this kind of personal credo that it's three yeses and one no. So if it's a yes, I just say yes, I, I do it. If it's if it's if I can figure it out, if it's doable, workable, I say yes. And then if I'm on the fence about it, if I'm unsure, I say yes because I've found out that when I'm on the fence, it means I'm nervous, I'm scared. That's also on the other side of that fence is where growth happens. So I said no mm -hmm. like three times. I'm like, there must be some reason why I'm saying no. So I end up saying yes to the show. And the, the fifth thing is no. If it's a no, I just say no and I keep on moving. So if you want to help me move my furniture on Sunday? No. And I go on. <laughs> and Wait, this is so intriguing to me. So how was this pitched to you? Because I am somebody who is on the apps and it is like very hard to even get people to say like, hi, like how do you, how was this pitched to you? Well, it was pitched as an extension of dating now, right? So all the guys on the show are late 30s, early 40s. And for me, when I go on a date with a young lady in my 20s, I was like, hey, she's attractive. I want to hang out with her. And then when you're early 30s, like, oh, I can maybe spend some time with her and make her my girlfriend and see where it goes. Now, like at 40 years old, all the conversations that were taboo in your 20s are the conversations I have on the first date. You know, do you want to have kids? Do you want to get married? Are you religious? So on and so forth. Like everything you weren't supposed to talk about, I talk about right at the jump. Yeah. And it was pitched to me as an extension of that. You know, so Christy and the other guys are all in the same place. We've all had successful careers and we're all family oriented and family focused, but it hasn't been our priority up until now. So it's, let's just speed the conversation forward. That's how it was pitched to me. And then the very last thing was, the process for the guys, I had to fill so many paperwork. I had to, you know, speak about, you know, speak to psychologists and just do a lot of self-assessments and so on and so forth. And it took about three or four months. And that's just for me being one of the 15 guys, the contestants. So I assumed that whoever the lead, whoever the lead person was being Christy, she was there for like a year. So at the very least, even if Christy and I weren't a, a match made to have a love connection, she would represent a leveling up of who I want to be with in the end. And turns out she was and isn't amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we were lucky enough to talk to her last week, and she totally lived success with her. Yeah, with her. But we actually talked a lot about that, too, of, like, it, it, did it actually relieve, like, relieve a little bit of pressure because you guys all knew why you were there, right? Like, looking, looking to find love and looking to have a family were in the same spot in life. So I wonder if that kind of took some of the pressure off. How did you get that assessment? <laughs> oh my goodness, no, that ratchets up the pressure because in a normal situation, oh. if I were you or Alex, I could say, hey, I'm special because I'm looking for this. And the <laughs> other guys in LA are out there just trying to be famous and whatnot. Now it's one of those 14 other guys who are successful in their careers, want to be a father, want to find love. Now I'm like, hmm. So there's even more pressure because all the, the, five, all the 15 contestants were all looking for the same thing and it happened to be from the same woman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> good, good job, Sarah, but you're wrong. <laughs> so I wonder how do you balance that too? Because you were somebody who seemed to get along with a lot of the men in the house and were, was able for the most part to stay above the fray with the drama. So how did you balance your friendship mm. with guys with your romantic relationship with Christy? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in communication. So everybody has different communication styles and just understanding, like for example, Kyle in the house, 
he wasn't able to celebrate the other men going on dates. So I knew mm-hmm. that when I went on a date with Kyle, when I went on a date with Chris, I came home, Kyle's going to need some space. Mm-hmm. You know, other guys want to come back when Trent would go on his date, he wants to come back and do cartwheels and say how it did. So you want to celebrate Trent. And you, you have to be respectful of the guys in the house and also your relationship. So it was very challenging. And the best thing about the show coming out now is I get to talk about it. So I wasn't able to talk about the show with anybody, you know, my family, friends, and so on and so forth. And now I can share it with you guys when you're watching it, but also I can just talk and, oh, here's what I was feeling. Here's what was really happening. Yeah. But yeah, it, to your point, it's challenging because in life, when you meet somebody, you assume that Christy, if I were to meet Christy on the street, I would assume she has a past and she's, the moment we meet each other, we're not going to be committed, right? So I assume she's probably dating and figuring some stuff out, but you don't see them going, you don't see Christy going <laughs> to the stage of reality. Literally, I can see her walk out the door. Through the window? Yeah, or I can peer in a window. Or you can have guys, like, looking at me while I'm making food with the woman I'm interested in. So it's a very challenging situation. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Yeah. So were there was there a time that you felt, I mean, if you're comfortable sharing that, like, this specifically vulnerable? Um, like, was there a time where it, it got to you a little bit? Was I'm trying to think of the time when it didn't get to me. Like, oh, so it's wow. Yeah. Cause the, the progression of it is you have so many different things going on. You know, one, we were, it was like pre COVID quarantines, like quarantine training. So we're away from our family, <laughs> our friends, our work life. I haven't had a roommate in 20 years. And all of a sudden I have 14 guys who are roommates. So these all these new experiences. And then you're questioning yourself, you know, for me personally, have I reached is this rock bottom? Like, you know, I can't find love. I have to go on television to find love. Like, you know, so it's amazing experience. But on the other hand, it's like, maybe this was come to like, I can't just do it the quote unquote normal way. Then on top of that, you know, I've always said to myself, I want to be a a husband. I want to be a father. And in my life, in every other aspect of my life, I've a goal. I make a plan. I achieve the goal. I was an athlete. I moved to the Olympic Training Center to be around other athletes and the best coaches. When I, I, I wanted to go back to school, so I got my MBA from Pepperdine, so I want to be by the, around the best scholars. Um, in business world, I have coaches. Everything else I go after, I set a plan, I have coaches and support, but it's one area of my life, love, which I say is the most important thing, I just assumed Christy would just come into my life just by a miracle. That's not going to happen. And then let's say if Christy did come into my life by a miracle, I also assumed I, I would have the emotional intelligence to accept, recognize, and be ready to be the man for her. So while I'm going through these challenges, I actually realized, like, I haven't really been working on this aspect of my life that I want so much. I want to be a father. I want to find the love of my life. I want to, this true partnership. I just assumed it would just happen when every other aspect of my life I've made, made work. So that's ultimately why I said yes to the show, and that's why I got out of the show. It's like I'm really able, ready, pushing to be the man I want to be for Christy. It is. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Because I, I have to say, watching it, and I expressed this to Christy, it seemed like everyone was having a blast. Not to say that you didn't have fun through it, but it just kind of felt like, oh, like a fun frat house, and we're all hanging out, and what a cool experience. And uh, that's just, I don't know, the vibe I was getting. And yeah, I, I truly hadn't even thought about what was going on with everyone internally because they they don't really do the um like those talking head moments right, right. <laughs> so the thing <laughs> the about the show was, you know Chrissy was amazing and she's also very powerful I didn't realize until after the show she was by herself she was in the house by herself yeah left her own thoughts we at least had each other to lean on 
in a normal situation prior to the show, this may be my male ignorance or ego. I have male and female friends, but I tend to go gravitate towards my female friends when it's a relationship issue or my interpersonal things. If I got broken up with, when I talk to my friends, my guy friends, oh, that sucks. Let's go out to the club. You know, <laughs> I would call my, my good female friends. like, no, I just want to eat some Rocky Road ice cream and just talk about my feelings. Why won't anybody love me? But now all of a sudden in the show, you have 14 other men. We're having deep, serious conversations about what led us here. You know, what is, you know, a failure that lasts, you know, I, I'm single. At, at that time I was single, so 40 years basically every relationship I've ever had has come to an end. I've learned and grown from each, but I don't have the white picket fence. I don't have the family that I'm seeking. So every relationship has had an ending point. So why is this? Obviously the common denominator is me. And so I was having these deep conversations with other guys in the house, vulnerable conversations. There was a lot of red wine going on. And so that was amazing <laughs> too. And so, you know, now when I off post show, obviously there's Christy, but you know, post show also, I'm having these conversations with other men in my life. I'm like, hey guys, we can talk about our failings, we can talk about love, we can talk about our goals and, and so on and so forth and call each other out actually. So it's good. Did you have a best friend in the house? Just that was just gonna ask. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> um, I, there was the big three. So Alan, Kyle and myself, the big three, we call ourselves that because Alan's 6'4", I'm 6'6", six, six, and Kyle is a small 6'8". And <laughs> for whatever reason, we gravitated towards each other and then we chose the same bedroom so the, the tall the three tallest guys all shared you know what single beds in the master bedroom and so we're we're physically the closest but also we spend the most time with each other and they're still great friends to this day alan lives here in la we hang out and you know kyle's down in texas and we talk all the time we're buds so happy i think one of my favorite moments in the show was when alan called christy cindy and you <laughs> Uh, very much stepped in and you were like, yes, call her Cindy, please. Cindy, Cindy who's Cindy? You know, I've, I've apologized to Alan often, but I mean, there's a little gameplay too. And if he's going to make a, a faux pas, I want to make sure, I want to make sure everybody caught that faux pas. Well, to me, it was a very playful, loving way of teasing him. It wasn't, you know, you weren't being insidious. You were just teasing your buddy about it. Correct, Alex. Yes, you were correct. <laughs> I mean, he got her name wrong. Like, <laughs> there's, one, there's one girl. Like, I understand it's the other guy. <laughs> it, it was early on. We're all nervous. We all deal with stress differently. Some people forget people's names. Now, to be fair, he is an actor and a writer by trade, so you would think he would have gotten the name right. Right. It's sort of the muscles that he has to use to do his job. Memorize your lines, Al. <laughs> if Jason forgot her name, I'd say, oh, it's just because he was drinking. It's okay. <laughs> oh, Jason. Um, so, so you had mentioned, like, you were having these, you know, really real conversations up at the top, um, not only in your actual dating life, but on the show. Um, one thing that's interesting, you are in Los Angeles. Christy is in Chicago. Were, th were there any conversations about what your lives could possibly look like moving forward, given that you're geographically undesirable? Thank you for the lead in, Alex. Actually, there were many conversations. So I, I am a planner type of guy. So in knowing that Christy was going to go through the IVF and her doctor and Ova was based in Chicago, my thought process was, she needs to be as close to her family or as her doctor as possible. So when she ends up with me or we end up together living in Los Angeles, she, she'd already said she wanted to live in LA. Like, you know, that was amazing. Like come to LA, she's on Chicago, but let's do that. To, let's do that when it works best for us. 
so I actually made arrangements to move my office to Chicago for the time period while she's going through her the in vitro fertilization process and stuff like that. And was also willing to extend it long enough where we have our first child together, you know, be close to the family. So we had those conversations and, and that's what their plan is, you know, going forward. Now, what you will see though, coming up on this next episode, a little teaser is I made it to the hometown dates. So it was very important for me to show her what my life like is like in LA. So, you know, we get to come to my house and here's what a day in the life of Stuart is, Christy. And it's what my life is currently, but that's me now, pre-Christy. So then I also wanted to show her and get a glimpse of what our life could be together. So with the help of Kristen Davis, we found a, a, a nice little house. Someone called a mansion. I don't know. Um, that could buy. <laughs> and just like kind of walk in and like, hey, do you like a white picket fence? Do you like the porch? Oh, I like archways. And it's like, we got to kind of dream like what a house would be like. And here are the kids coming down the steps and, you know, we can really build together. So. I, I use the hometown day at the time to show what who I am on a deeper level away from the 15 other guys, but also what life could be like together. Uh, that is my dream date. Uh, <laughs> as I had mentioned earlier, a big reason for moving back to the East Coast is just buying a house. And that is basically what my husband and I do. We just look at houses. <laughs> what do you want? What do you like? We did a dating. That's amazing. What's important like for me and Christy, you know, what we really try to do when we're together is yes, the past is the past. And, you know, I, I, I would love to understand where you got the little scar on her knee, which is so cute or, you know, your favorite color or whatnot. But I'm more concerned and she was more concerned about our lives together in the future because we're going to build together and we can have, we can have the next 40 years of our lives to figure out what the gossip's point, but let's figure out now and the future together. So that was what that really represented for us. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. awesome. All right, now let's talk about maybe the less fun times. <laughs> um, we maybe replayed, sorry, the moment that you guys were rappelling down a mountain and almost got seriously hurt like three times because it was really scary. Like on a scale from one to 10, legitimately, how terrified were you during that drill? Just so we're clear, we're talking about the moment when Christy tried to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She like slowly falls over, but somehow it's like you're like like lunged against this cliffside. You know, I could see her body coming towards me, and it very, you're right, it was very slow. But I'm like, like oh, slow. she's really coming. Oh, she's coming, and like, and just like two, her body hit my body, and of course she's lies a feather. But you know, her body hit my body, then my frame just hit the side of this this rock full on just lost my wind and you had a lot of the drilling going because you know I've never been repelling I'm like I gotta you know I gotta be, be manly I gotta be there for Chris to make sure she's okay and I also drilling going and it just all just came out in just one big blunk I'm like <gasps> but to, to her I hate credit, to laugh because it was scary but <laughs> yeah. well, I'm still alive but to her credit what happened was she had to do five dates in two days and so she did three dates the day before back to back so it was mm. um, uh, it was Trent first, then then Marcus, and then um, Gary, and it, it rained all evening. So Christy was tired, and she got rained on Gary's date. So she was sick all morning on our date. And I actually said, you can cancel, and we could just, like, go back to the house and cuddle and just, you know, we can just, you know, I'm fine with not going, you know, <laughs> telling whatever they had. And, she, you know, she, she, she rose to the occasion. She wanted to give me an opportunity to date, a full-on date like the other guys, and, 
And so to her testament, she's very strong for doing that. And I'm going to say maybe her equilibrium was a little off, and that's why she bumped into me. Well, you're also on, like, a cliff's edge. I mean, I like, I would have, even with a full night of sleep, I think I would have been freaking out. Aaron, I'm trying to make her look good, okay? <laughs> I, I'm accountable to other people here. Like, you know, Christy, you were amazing. And I, I said, I'm like, listen, Christy, you're amazing. You're perfect. Give me a second. But you're good. Give me a second. So we're okay. Well, then we got back up there. Yeah, well, I loved the way that you were able to communicate that to her because, like, there was a moment where you just had to take a beat, collect yourself, but the resilience was there. You guys got back on it and got through it together. So it was, like, sort of this, like, beautiful bonding moment. Like, you're probably bonded more because you did have that scary experience. And right, yeah. I mean, the, the truth is, so after, after that, and you're right, Alex, like, you know, I said to Chrissy, at some point in time in a relationship, we may have a disagreement. Like, it's, it's bound to happen. It's probably going to be over there with her than me. But the fact that we can get through, you know, you know, her almost trying to kill me or throw me off a, a rock's edge, we can accomplish anything together. So we're good. Um, okay, another maybe less fun drill I want to talk about is the baby slash house duties. So, <laughs> okay, give us, the, give us the real deal. Like, what was going on in that house? Did you guys, like have communication like you're gonna you guys are gonna go clean up the kitchen we'll do the living room because that seemed like high tension day <laughs> i appreciate the opportunity to air the dirty laundry and clean, clean yeah. <laughs> no so you know to so i run a company and my company is based on the west coast evolutions app in case you're wondering and but to to my business partners and my teammates credit you know, I was allowed to have a 30-minute call or an hour call three times a week at 7 a.m. East Coast time. So my team on the West Coast got up at 4 a.m. three times a week for a meeting with me. And so sometimes a little bit early, like at 3.30 their time, 6.30. And so on our scheduled call was when the baby started crying and going off. So I am – and so the guys all knew this, and they said, hey, Stuart, you do the laundry. So one of the chores was laundry. So there was like socks and, and, and shorts and T-shirts and – and, and overalls and shoes all over the house. And some were dirty, some were like, like had Hershey syrup and like, you know, you know, Cheerios all on, <laughs> and some were clean. So the job was to separate all the laundry, clean and dirty, and then you clean, you have to fold and put the socks together and so on and so forth. So I'm on a call with my business partners, my team. I'm holding little Zoe, the baby crying, and the guys are throwing, I found a sock throwing it at me and I'm separating laundry. So that was the original agreement. Once I, got, once I finished the call on laundry, then Kyle and I went outside with our babies and we had to rake the, the leaves so there was an agreement we all did equal shares but there's just some hate in the house there's just some hate a little bit of hate. yeah but that doesn't depend why why you got why you didn't get thrown under the bus to christy by marcus and friends like because there was that free agreement that you had a work call yeah kyle got way more blamed <laughs> And I'm okay with that too. <laughs> and, and, and listen, like I, I keep an impeccably clean house, you know, so I am, I am down with cleaning and doing my part. And it was great to see, like I was, obviously it was a glimpse. I would have loved it if Christy was there with me, but you know, I was able to do work. I was able to take care of Zoe. I was able to clean all in one. So it's workable. Like I said, three yeses, it was workable. So I just went to action mode and I handled it. Yeah. Amazing. And I don't know, I, I, for, I, right? there were a couple times where I was holding multiple babies. So 
you know. Whoa, you had to hold other people's babies? Other guys had little struggle fests. There were a couple times where I was rocking two babies. But anyway, I digress. I didn't leave one of those babies on the couch when we took a shower. I did not not do that. Zoe was attached to me at all times. Said when she was taking a nap. Aw, so cute. In a bassinet, I hope. No, in the bassinet with no, apparent. Also, I learned you can't have other stuff in the bassinet. So, I have a teddy bear and I put my teddy bear in a bassinet, but that's not good because Zoe possibly could have rolled over and oh, put teddy yeah. in her mouth and choked. So, I learned a lot. Like nothing in the bassinet, clear, empty, just to swaddle. So, it's a learning process. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I wanted. To, I mean, I wanted to thrill up the bassinet, make it pop. I'm like, no, bassinet's not supposed to pop. It's supposed to be baby in space. It's a basic little pod. Yeah, exactly. basically, if, like, I feel like the first year of a baby, it, of having a baby is just, like, making sure there's, like, nothing around it that can hurt it at all times. <laughs> Including <laughs> yourself. Like, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't stand on the countertops and, like, wash the tops of the cabinets. Don't do cartwheels while the baby's attached to you. Just saying. <laughs> Trent, we love you, bud, but there's a camera on you. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> They're going to know you did that. He's like, I was just raking leaves. I don't know what you guys are talking Not to mention that the windows, you guys shared a yard. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you can't give us, like, any spoilers, um, but what are you up to now? I, I know the world is kind of on fire and Terrible, but what's up with you? <laughs> well, fire and terrible. But so how are you doing? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, how is it though? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it's funny. Like so, we were sequestered for eight weeks with you know filming a show. So no TV, no internet, no phone. So it was kind of like pre-quarantine. So this is easy. You know, keeping my circle very tight. Um, we, from an office standpoint, we've done all remote training been able to bring our back our staff we furloughed about 70 percent of the staff but brought them back now so that's happy yeah in terms of the love life the love life is good i can't tell you how good it is but it's good you know (laughs) oh my god no it's been been an experience and like my fear of leaving the show was you have all you're in a bubble and you can do a lot of work on yourself and who i want to be for the world and who I want to be for Christy and how we're going to approach the world together. But then all of a sudden, once you leave the show, then life happens, like real life happens. And so that was my fear. But all the lessons I've learned and she's learned along the way, we've been able to keep up to date. So we're, we're doing great. I love it. Um, please tell everyone about Evolutions app. A little bit about that. You guys are my favorite. Saving <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. the best for last. <laughs> yes, I've always been a... a a fan of helping others and one of the and I for like the last 10 years prior evolutions I did in the health and wellness so physical fitness and then I, I while doing physical fitness I realized that part of you know the fitness struggle is also financial struggle and literacy so evolutions app is just that we teach people two basic you know lessons one the importance of having a financial plan secondarily how to build that plan so you get on the app and you know just kind of say where you are now and we'll build your team around you a lot of people don't have a team of advisors or fitness coaches. And so how do you find your, how do you buy your first home? A lot of people think I just go and whoever listing agent, no, you actually find a realtor that works for you. You know, maybe I do TurboTax, but I'm not getting my benefits. How do I find a CPA? So we walk them through actually how to find a CPA or a financial manager. People say, oh, I 
don't make enough money to afford a financial manager. Well, that's not how it works. And actually working with a financial manager ensures that you have money for a lifetime. So we get them comfortable with thinking about their finances and then how to build your team around you. And we've also found that money is a very evocative term. Like you guys will learn like, you know, most relationships, the biggest argument is over finances. Somebody's a saver, somebody's a spender, or I grew up not having a lot of money. You know, our family was pretty poor and we knew it, but we never talked about it. It was just like, we can't afford that, but no reason why. So some people are driven by money. Some people are scared of money. And there's all this stuff in between. So wherever you are and you fall on that scale, Evolutions app is here for you. And you can do the learning and education on your own. Or you can bring your partner in and evolve. And as you evolve, so does Evolutions. So you are saving other people's relationships too in the process. <laughs> kind of who I am as a man, Alex, you know, <laughs> tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell your mom. Uh, I could have definitely used that. Yeah. Like you're, you're right. Like when I first started dating my now husband and we'd always know that like house buying was such a dream of ours. Uh, yeah. Definitely could have used this then, but I uh, can definitely use it now. <laughs> Not too late, then. I'll give you a free link. I got you. Hell yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Hell yes. We're getting hooked up. Um, I have <laughs> one really like important question for you before, um, before we depart. Um, you mentioned you had no TV in the house. Um, so what have you binged during quarantine now that you have access to a television? Good question, Harris. Good question. I mean, besides watching myself on TV, you know, exactly. nine <laughs> right, exactly. every Thursday. Yeah, I actually had never watched any reality television before, so I've never seen you know <gasps> name the Bachelor, the Bachelorettes, or anything like that. Um, I caught on the wave, so I, I did the whole Netflix thing. So I did you know with Tiger King. I, I jumped on that board, and then I love Fox, so I you know I love competitive game shows. So The Masked Singer kind of my jam like, who's the guy he's tall he must be or that voice that dance so i've just been watching television as much as possible well there's people in my life that want to watch more television than me so i have to acquiesce so yeah. oh okay oh, yeah. Yeah. just drop in little easter eggs all through. um yeah carol baskin killed her husband yes or no guarantee it <laughs> Carol, <laughs> like, not even a question. The question is just where it where like is it below in the septic tank or the tiger eat it? You know, was it the was it the olive the olive juice or whatever? Like, yeah, Carol. Bass. Oh right. Oh, I'm not cute you, Carol, but I mean, she's a she's a queen. She's the tiger queen. Um, tiger queen. <laughs> gotta respect her. I don't agree, but I respect it. Um, that's, that's very telling. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the next episode. Let's let's dive a little deeper into that. Yeah, yeah Alex, put that on your dating app. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree with Carol, but I respect her. Wait, Alex, are you single? I am, yeah. A little word of advice. Yeah. Don't tell your potential suitors that you are pro-killing husband. Okay, crap. Let me make a couple of edits. Oh, just say, I'm just saying, <laughs> at least wait till the third date. Like, keep, that, keep that in the back pocket. I was gonna say you are such a big proponent of being so honest about who you are up front. <laughs> you want me to wait till the third date? <laughs> it's gonna come out eventually. I have a feeling it's gonna come out. <laughs> I just want you to control the narrative. That's all. Yes, yes. It's for it's for her sake, controlling the narrative. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I appreciate the advice. Um, Stuart, thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with us. We, you are truly our favorite. We are rooting for you. We are so excited for you and for this journey. 
And everyone who's listening, uh, you can catch, is it two more episodes that are left or three? Two more episodes. Two more episodes. Stuart is in the top three Thursdays on Fox, 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. Stuart, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, please write and subscribe. And of course, the journey doesn't end here. Follow us on social media at Sarah Elizabeth Franklin and at Alex Ryan Frank. See you later. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Campfire.